back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. I get a lot of messages from technicians all around the country about pay. What other dealers pay their techs. What they pay their new techs and what they pay their master techs and how much these people should expect to make. You know, they're comparing to where do I make as much money as I should in this location. So today on this episode, I want to open it up with giving dealerships or shops out there an opportunity to email me and let me know what they have to offer technicians to come and work with them. I bitch about the industry on here a lot, because it's fun, that's what I do. It is what it is. But I'm happy where I'm at. I make good money, but I can still bitch, right? Nowhere's perfect. But I want every tech out there to make good money. And the dealers and shops out there should want the same, right? Unless they want to close down. I hear a lot of talk about techs pissed off because they're not making enough money per hour. But I don't know what they make an hour. Technicians like the bitch. I hear techs bitching about money when they make 40 bucks an hour and turn 110 hours a week. I mean, what the fuck more do you want? Honestly. You want a red fucking carpet rolled out when you get to work? You show up late every day. We have time to fucking roll it out for you. It's funny, though, the ones that the ones who do make the big bucks and turn all the hours get away with showing up late and having multiple comebacks a month. I wonder why. You know why. I'm going off track again. What I would like is for you to email me your state and what techs make starting out in your shop and what the master techs make per hour. You don't have to tell me what you make. You can if you want, but I'm just trying to get an average state to state and Canada. You guys with your funny money up there, you know? They're trying to take away all your guns and shit, and I know you guys want to come down here where we're free. Well, most of us. So if I get some pay rates, I can help out and answer all these questions I get. And managers out there, I know you listen. Send me what your shop has to offer. Your pay rates, from new techs starting out to master techs, how often you're going to send your new guys to training without lying, you know, the truth, what benefits your place has to offer, your workload, your ROs per week, per day, average hours of all the technicians in the shop per week, if you get paid weekly, bi-weekly, how many lifts each tech gets, stuff like that. Send it to me. I get messages all the time about techs moving and relocating or just looking for a better place to work. This is your chance to advertise what you have to offer. I want to help out. All the shit I bitch about on here, every tech out there can relate to. That's why this podcast is growing every day. More and more listeners every week. All the problems that I bitch about on here, there's ways to fix them. They need to be fixed. If they're not going to be fixed, there's no hope for the industry. There's no hope for your shop. You won't be out there buying robots to repair cars, alright? This is not McFucking Donald's. We're not flipping burgers and boiling french fries. You can automate that shit. You can't have a robot mechanic. And when they do start having fast food restaurants automated, the techs in your shop that are tired of the bullshit, no changes, nothing getting better, they're going to leave and they're going to go work on those machines in the air conditioning. Making bags. With no bullshit, no favoritism, no buddy system, 
Just go in there, fix the stupid-ass robot, and leave. Probably just unplug it and plug it back in and reset it. And charge them 800 bucks. Plus gas and mileage, so probably... So probably another 800 bucks at this point, right? Then just go home and play PlayStation. You gotta understand, mechanics can go anywhere, dude. You can't just take somebody from another industry and throw them in the shop. And expect them to know what they're doing. But a lot of mechanics can do a lot of other shit. A lot of other careers. A lot of them are leaving. We don't want that. We want to fix the industry. So it's make it great again. Or you're not going to have it. It takes years to become a good mechanic. Not only years, but talent and money. Lots of fucking money. You got to buy your own tools. You got to remember. We spend our own money to work for you. To make a quarter of the labor rate that you charge. And we are the fucking labor. From what I have seen and what I've heard lately from the messages, we're just not seeing the respect from the shops, the managers, the owners. I don't believe they truly appreciate or respect us sometimes. What we have to do, what we've had to invest in, our tools, our training, our knowledge, our our talent, our long hours. And then there's shops out there that the techs don't get paid to diagnose a car. Some shops out there literally... Don't pay a tech to diag a check engine light. They just roll it into the repair. But the tech ends up getting fucked. If you're one of those managers, don't even bother emailing me. If you're not going to pay your tech's diag time, if you're not going to pay them to use their tools and their knowledge that they've been working on for multiple years to diagnose a customer's car, don't email me. I've worked in a couple shops that I know for a 100% fact that they had no respect for the technicians in the shop. Zero. And guess what? A lot of the techs that worked there left those shops. They either went to other shops that actually did respect them and pay them, or they just left the industry completely. It's getting wild out there. Send me your offers. It's free advertisement for you. And there just may be a tech out there looking to come to your area. Make them a good offer. Get your shop's name out there. It's a one-time offer, dude. Free. I probably won't get any emails, though. And that'll just show you that no one wants to fix anything. But if I do get an email from a shop or a dealership, that's a good fucking sign, right? That means they're looking into the future of their shop and their technicians. And they understand the situation that the people before them got them into. You gotta remember, I'm not saying that the management in these shops now are the ones fucking everybody. They're just trying to keep their jobs. It's the managers before them started all this bullshit. But if I do get some emails from some dealerships or shops, that's a good sign. That means they're looking into the, the future, you know? That they care and they've listened to some of the episodes and they don't want to be those shitty shops that I talk about. They got a great offer for techs to come and work with them. I just want every technician to work at a good shop, get paid what they deserve, and have work to do, and a good work-life balance. Like one, like I'm at, with good management, tons of work, no weekends, all the benefits, great pay, great management. I'm not giving out the name of where I work, so it is what it is. But I do know how to get your shop there. But that's for another podcast coming soon, eventually, maybe someday. We'll see.
So here's your chance. Let's see if I get any emails. Anyways. Lately it's been slow. I don't know if you guys have been slow. But I damn sure have been slow. What do you do to motivate yourself when it is slow? It's like, some days you just diagnose cars and wait for the advisors to sell the work. So you diag a few simple cars and turn in the estimates and just sit there and wait. You have four hours left in the day and you know you're not going to hear anything back. So what do you do if there's nothing left to do? This is one of the things I hate is just waiting around. Whether it's waiting for approvals, parts, work, whatever. Just There's nothing more aggravating than sitting there with nothing to do. Even if it's Friday and you already have 60 hours, it still sucks to fucking stand around. So what do you do? Go home? That's what we should do, right? Is that in your contract? Remember that episode? Write your contract. Maybe you can. Hell, maybe some of these managers will say, what do you want? Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, why not? Try it. Try it out. My shop hasn't been slow for a long time, but this past month or two, it's it's cut back a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Still doing fine, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, not dying over here. But whenever it was slow back in the day at other shops, I used to, uh, I'd bring in something I was working on from home, like a cylinder head I was porting and polish. I'd just bring the, I'd just bring that shit to work, you know, and do it there. Or like a knife to sharpen, a lawnmower to fix, an RC car, whatever, dude. Just something to mess with. And it seemed like every time I brought something in that I needed to fix from home, work got busy. I didn't have time to fix it. But when I didn't bring something in, I'd just sit there with nothing to do. Feeling like a scumbag, even though I'm flat rate, just sitting there when doing nothing, you feel like a bum, you know? I do, at least. And of course, after sitting around for four hours, at 4.30, they try to give you a fucking waiter oil change. I'm out! It's like, back in the day, say I did one car, like a service and a brake job, made like four hours, and then had no other work to do. It's 11 o'clock. I sit around till 12, go to lunch, come back, still no work, and now it's 4.15. Then they try to get me to do anything. No way, dude. I have zero motivation. It's like, when work's slow, it's pizza party time. Let's cheer everybody up and give them some pizza. That ain't gonna help. Or some gross-ass cookout with some shitty hot dogs or hamburgers. That shit ain't helping, dude. Get some work in here, dude. Trying to feed us some bullshit garbage, get fucking food poisoning. I don't know, dude. Some days I feel like I could just quit. Go home, find something else to do. Can't just be me. I only feel like that when it's slow. So keep your text busy. The more we sit around, the more fucked up shit we do. Or the more shit that rolls through our head. I could go work over there and do that. You know what I mean? You know what I hate? Is when I'm working on a car, and then I get a waiter 
that needs diagged right now. Customer needs their car back. And it's a communication problem. Put them in a rental, dude. It's three o'clock. I'm not going to get involved in this shit when I got other stuff to do. You can't get involved in communication issues on a waiter at three o'clock. Then they say customer's going to take the car and bring it back tomorrow. And they do. And they fucking wait. You people are idiots, dude. Why would you do that? You know, that's advisor's fault, kind of. But some some waiters got to wait, you know? Maybe that's their only car. Maybe they just have nothing else to fucking do. But it still puts a lot of stress on the technicians. Because we don't just work on one car at a time. We have stacks of tickets to do when it's busy. So that one communication problem is going to take us two, three, four hours to diagnose. And if we know the customer's waiting, we can't do this brake job and then look at that car. We have to hurry up and diagnose this car. And then what happens is you end up getting a technician that just says, well, I'm just going to throw this module at it and hope it fixes it. I didn't say that. You did. We got a stressful job, dude. I've talked about it all the time. But in the end, what do we really want as technicians from a dealership or a shop? We want to get paid what we're worth. We want more work than we can do. We want the work to be fairly dispatched. It's very important. We want the same treatment as every other tech. No favoritism. None. We want accountability. Without that, it's a fucking mess. You can't let certain techs get away with comebacks, but then write up another tech when he has a comeback. You just can't do that shit. You gotta hold everybody accountable for everything. Equally. And we don't want to work weekends, dude. And cut back on the waiters. Is that too much to ask? Top pay for the top techs, right? Held accountable. The same for every tech. Every employee. Everybody gets treated the same. Stop with the number-hungry management or the freebie managers. Pay your technicians diag time. Every fucking customer should get treated the same, too. No manager has 30 neighbors, dude. Stop. Alright? Stop with that shit. And on the advisor side, no advisor's tickets are more important than another advisor's tickets. And advisors need to stop coming to the tech's toolbox and taking their tickets out of the stack that the technician has in order and then taking theirs and putting their tickets on top. That's a fucking uppercut to your face, dude. Seriously. That's the most annoying thing to me is when a advisor comes out there shuffles through my tickets and puts his on top like I'm going to fucking work on your car first. That just puts it all the way to the bottom, dude. Even if it's a good job, it's going back to the bottom, below where it was. Don't touch my shit. If you do it twice, I'm taking your fucking keyboard and throwing it in the dumpster. It just sucks when there's no work to do. Am I the only one that gets like this? I could have one bad day and I'm like, Fuck this shit. I should quit and go start a new career. (laughs) One bad day, dude. 22 years I've been doing this shit, and all it takes is one bad day to make me think like this. 
That's normal though, right? It's got to be normal. It's got to be. So to the managers out there listening that are thinking about sending their emails to me about their offers for technicians. Look, I understand, and so do the techs listening to this podcast, that there are bad techs out there. There's fucking scumbags out there. There's probably one right next to you, working right next to you, or across the shop. I'm not here fighting for them. I'm fighting for the good techs, the ones that enjoy their job, that do their job right, not the hacks. I don't have the hacks back. So they're out there, and they're very easy to read. So don't sit there and think that you need to keep these guys, okay? There's technicians out there that literally do not do the work that they're flagging. And there's shop owners out there and managers out there that know this and do nothing about it because they believe that they cannot replace those guys. But you can. Those guys are hurting your shop. All the other techs in there, the good techs, see it. They see what they're doing, and they talk about it, and it's just crushing the morale in your shop. That's a big deal. The morale in your shop is a huge fucking deal. And all it takes is one scumbag in there to ruin it. If you don't do anything about it, if you know that there's a tech in there not doing his job or flagging warranty work and not even doing it, throwing the parts in the garbage can, putting them in their toolbox, selling them on fucking eBay, not doing it, just flagging the work, and you know about it, or you don't know about it, and technicians are coming in your shop one by one telling you about it, do something about it. Help yourself. Help your shop. Do something. Get rid of them. They are replaceable. If your technicians in your shop see that you give a shit and you don't want scumbags in there, you're, you're listening to this podcast, you're making changes in your shop, and they see that you're trying to help and you don't want no scrubs in there, right? They will start talking and they will start spreading the message to their friends, their other technicians, other techs at other dealerships. They're all going to realize it, that you're the best paying shop around, good work-life balance, making money, plenty of work to do, no bullshit, everybody's treated fairly, no favoritism, no buddy system. That's what every tech's looking for. They want to shop just like that, and that could be yours. So don't hang on to those, those scrubs in your shop, those hacks. Get them out. All right, if you're still listening to this, Send me your offers for technicians. Email me at flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. You can go on my website, flatratetechpodcast.weebly.com. There's links in there. There's merch on there. There's donation button on there if you feel like it. Check out the Facebook page, Flatrate Tech Podcast. I'm on Instagram, flatratetech underscore podcast. And that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you all next time.